What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chicken Bone Alley, brought to you by SRI Performance Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, RK Motorsports Consulting, Profab Headers and Exhaust, and Earl Rainey Racing Engines. What's going on, guys? I'm David. I'm Sterling. What's up, y'all? Another day in paradise. That's it. Starting to feel like, well, kind of getting our summer back a little bit, but it, man, this past weekend, past week's been awesome. Yeah, it was wonderful. And all of a sudden, this week's probably back in the 90s every day, and I'm like, dang. But uh, I, I know what happened. It does this every year. It all of a sudden go back up, and it will wake up one morning and be like 40 degrees outside. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be uh, <laughs> Friday or, I think Friday is supposed to be a low of 58 or something like that, and a high of 78 on Friday, so going to be 93 i think thursday and 78 friday <laughs> it's going to be all Jeez. my sinuses ain't going to know what to do i'll just, nah, I'll just later and die <laughs> yeah it's going to be rough but uh yeah man it's been nice uh been definitely some good weather been able to enjoy a little bit outside this past week and um went out on a boat a little bit this saturday and went to a Wetzel concert Friday night. So it's been it's been a good good weekend for sure. And he said go out on the boat. He went out on the new boat. Yeah, another new boat. <laughs> another I, another I, new I, boat. Well, I, I downsized, if you will, a lot. <laughs> but well, um, not really. In, yeah, not you didn't downsize much in length. You just downsize in uh, type of boat, in, I in guess. The, yeah, so it's a it's a bay boat now. The aluminum aluminum bay boat. Versus a uh, fiberglass offshore boat. Uh, went from a 24 foot to a 21 foot. So uh, it's a little bit, a little bit smaller, but still good size and uh, plenty and big enough for, for for us to get on it and enjoy. And uh, it don't cost so much to operate, which is wonderful. <laughs> so. It was a where you was liking to go fishing offshore. It cost a dollar or two to get out there. Yeah. It was about six hundred dollars round trip for, for us mm. to go offshore and back. Um, that wasn't count bait or none of that, so um, it was expensive for sure. It, it was it was ridiculous, but um, yeah. So now I can go just as far with thirty five gallons that I could with a hundred and thirty gallons. So <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. That's, that's a lot nicer there. Not more. A lot more efficient. <laughs> So, uh, so taking it on its uh, maiden voyage there, what you think? Oh, it, it did great, man. It did, and uh, it, it's I mean, it's a lot different, you know, getting used to it versus the other big. I mean, you know, you feel a lot more weight and 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 whatever uh, in, in this boat, which is normal for sure. You didn't really feel nothing that big old heavy. No, yeah. uh, sportsman for sure, but um, but yeah, it did great, man. It did, and uh, uh got to figure out the. It's got a Garmin. Uh, uh, gps or whatever on it but it the maps aren't like what i'm used to so i got to figure out that and get a different card or whatever you call it put in there but cool and, and it'd be fine um the only thing i got to get used to really for sure is it don't have a t-top <laughs> so it get hot yeah it get, get warmish you'll be putting one on it for too long <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, that's probably something I'm gonna have to do, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, it's tough. Yeah, it's so, tough when you don't have no shade all day. It is, man. I, you know, I, 
I mean, I like I like it being sunny, but great day, but oof. I know we used to do. I know we used to do it when we was younger, and and God bless them bass fishermen out there to do it still. But when you get used to having a tee top and be able to walk up under there once in a while, anyway, get out the get out the sun, you gotta get right. used to it quick. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. So, yeah, so I, I, you're probably right. I'll probably end up investing in one of those <laughs> for too long. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, it's so much easier to load and unload and all that good stuff. It was. It, it was nice. Um, it, it was good. Had a tire blow out on the way home, which was not good at all. Brand new tire. Brand new tire. Brand new tire. And it blew like a bomb went off. Dang. So I think it was uh, uh I think it was ballooning on the inside sidewall, and I couldn't see it because I kept it kept losing the air pressure slowly. Yeah. And I kept having to put air pressure in it over the weekend, or put air in it over the weekend, and uh. So anyway, I think it just finally heated up enough and swole up enough. It, it blew blew out the, the inside, but so. But luckily, I had a spare, so that was good. That was good. So. That's good. That's good. That sucks, but it's good. All right. Now, now you just gotta get another spare. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Fun, fun, fun. So how well, was your weekend? Oh, it was all right. I reckon we uh uh Friday. Got off work and had to go finish up some stuff on the race car um, to work on it to uh, get out to Florence Motor Speedway this past weekend. Um, It was championship weekend, um, so we had to finish up there because I was really wanting to... uh, We'll go into this a little bit. We'll go into the racing a little later, but I really wanted to, you know... Over the, I've really only been counting, been getting counted in points there since, I don't know, probably what, mid-May, I think it is, maybe. Um, right. Because uh, the first time I went out there, uh, I may have got counted some points. Actually, no, I didn't, I don't think. I don't think because they never even showed me on the, something was going on with transponders that night, and uh they never even showed me on the scoring at all. Um, so I don't think I got counted any points because I wasn't even showing in points or anything until later, like I said, in May. Uh, and because what happened was I went out there and drove a couple times, but I drove different cars, and they were registered under somebody else's name, the transponder was, so I didn't get points for it. But I never really, you know, expected because of how we were running at the first year to even be, you know, running for points. <laughs> um, but then we got out there, I guess, over the year, and we had some good finishes. Well, we had consistent top fives for a long time there. Um, and so with that that happening, uh, as of last week, or the last time we ran there, two weeks ago, I was fifth in points. <laughs> I was in fifth by two points in front of uh in front of Lizzie and uh and I can't remember who was in fourth, but I was only behind them for by four points. And so uh I was like, Well, we really gotta get this thing try to get something going and because as everybody's heard over our last few weeks for whatever reason car has a 
we've had brake issues, we broke an axle. It's like everything was going great, and then all of a sudden these last couple weekends is just, I don't know. We found some, <laughs> had some gremlins in the car for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we worked on a bunch of stuff, uh, worked on some front end stuff over the weekend and our, our back last week and then we uh we changed we wanted to drop all the fluid in the brakes you know just make sure we had brand new fluid in the brakes and everything um and i think within doing that uh we got out there and practiced on saturday and and uh went out made a few laps and all of a sudden uh, i just feel something just i i come out the corner and it felt like a car just didn't want to go it's like something home ain't right it felt like something binded up so i get over and get on pit road and the car won't hardly go at all i'm like having it i'm trying to you know slow down under there but it didn't want to go slow it wanted to just i had to about mad it to go anywhere and uh get it back go figure right front brake is locked up and uh so we start bleeding brakes again because that's the only thing you know after you go out there they felt like they were working at the house you know but you don't really know until you get out there and start you know make some laps and get everything really moving in them systems um right so we assumed we had some air in line somewhere and Start bleeding the front. This is what was really weird, and I I don't know how it happened. I really don't. Um, we started bleeding the lines, and there was a I don't know. I mean, just kind of it spit out air on the right front. I mean, but nothing, nothing major, you know. Right. Um. And working on the front, and it still was locking up. If I, it would be free. And all of a sudden, when I'd hit the brakes, it locked and wouldn't release, wouldn't come back. So we just kept on, and it was still doing it, no matter how much it did on the front. And the way the master cylinder is made on those, it's really weird because the front and rear are actually kind of separate. They're on one master cylinder, but it's kind of split off separately. But and if somebody probably smarter than me can tell me how this worked because I've yet to figure it out. So we finally said, let's 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 bleed the back and just make sure. Well, we go to the back and don't really feel like the brakes are working too good on the back. And start bleeding it. Well, we figured out where all the air was. All the air was, which is the farthest one from the master cylinder, it was out the left rear. But it took a little bit because we were bleeding it and it was just fluid coming out, but it was like a pocket of air in the middle of it, apparently. Well, as soon as we got that out, all of a sudden the right front frees up. <laughs> <laughs> so That don't really make no sense. Zero sense. Make zero sense. I have yet to figure it out. I'd have told a few people that and they're like, how? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And what was really bad is there was another guy there that kind of parks with us over there. Had the exact same problem, and he was having a problem with the right front. They took the whole right front caliper off because they thought it was hanging up and just not working. I told him, uh, and we told him then, I said, go to your left rear. Just make sure there's no air in there. I mean, go to your rears, period. But And guess what? 
He went to pull air. He went to bleed it. Air came out of the left rear. And he hadn't had no problem with his the rest of the day. Oh, that's great. So, apparently it's something with the way those systems are made on those cars. Or the master cylinders made right. or something. I don't know. But it was a it was a process of finding that. So, that's what we fought last week. Um, so, we were there doing all that. But uh, we'll get into the race in a little while. But anyway, so got racing over with on Saturday. Uh, had a good, well, I, I'll tell you this. Um, I guess we can talk about this. Uh, we, uh, before we left the house, because the track didn't open until 1 o'clock, watched the uh, opening drive of the Carolina uh georgia football game and uh <laughs> that was exciting boy let me tell you i was watching our game cocks there and uh they threw a f- or you know had a few plays and threw the ball interception and georgia runs it right back up for a for a touchdown so at that point i was like yep i know how this is gonna go yes and i was correct <laughs> 100 percent right because uh it could have went way worse than it actually turned out uh georgia could have they could have they could have killed us they could have scored 100 points i believe on us oh that could have they just i think they should just start pulling everybody out just <laughs> just they're like yeah. there ain't no use in you know killing our starters Man. i mean you know and i look at it okay you know like they you know georgia played Oregon. And they beat them, whatever it was, 40-something to three, or whatever, 35 to three. I, don't know. Uh, I mean, so I maybe Georgia's just that much better than everybody. I don't really know, but, but man, it looks it looked pitiful. Though. Uh, I don't know, man. He's saying I know no, no, no offensive line, really, and the defense stays on the field the whole game, so they tired as all what. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll win this week. <laughs> nah, me and me and my me, me, me and my pharmacist were talking about that. He's a big Carolina fan, and uh, um, <laughs> I got a, I got a small pharmacy with him. You know, single store. That's the only thing. You know, ain't no chain. Uh, Palmetto Prescription Center, actually, that's what it's called. But anyway, uh, so he's a big Carolina fan. He's like, I was there. I said, Ooh, you decided to go to that game? He said. Yeah, he said, I figured I knew how it was going to go, but, you know, I figured I'd be there anyway. He said, and I was ready to go. He said, I was just ready to, and he's a big fan. He's like, I was just ready to leave. He said, it was getting bad. He said, my wife looked at us, she said, well, I just want to stay in, until we score. Once we score, we can leave. He said, that's liable to never happen. No, <laughs> He said, well, I'll be sitting here next year. Yeah. Oh. I think they let us score that that, that touchdown, honestly. But oh yeah, know. that was somebody in the SEC come in. Hey, we need him to score just just one time at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it'll be a tough year for us. Uh, I do. Um, yeah. And I don't know. We're gonna make more eligibility. I don't know. It's it's like I was telling tell my pharmacist today. He uh, you know, we were talking about, and he's a he's he's a he's kind of like I am about it. He's a fan, but he's a realist about it too. I mean, you know, it, we we ain't expecting something that ain't gonna happen. Um, I, I said, what what's what's bad is 
I really think it's going to take about two more years. You know, we we got for new coach still. Uh, we were left with with not good recruits at all. We had a couple that were good, but you can have a good recruit, but if you ain't got nobody good around him, you know, they ain't worth crap either. So I don't know. It's just I think I think it's going to take him another couple years of recruiting to really get something back up and then by that time everybody be ready to hang him anyway. Oh yeah, that's 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 the problem that it's been for so long with with uh with the South Carolinas. You know, either we, we, we can't give the coach enough time for all that to transpire or they can never bring in a good enough recruiting or a good enough class, I guess if you will, as a whole to, to to put something together, but I mean, like last year going seven and five, you know, I really felt like we could at least go seven and five, maybe eight and four this year, maybe. But uh, I don't believe that now, man. We look worse than we did last year. I just the offensive line is like they don't know if they pass blocking or run blocking or no blocking. Or, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just uh, whew. almost sound like a offensive coordinator issue. <laughs> And and well, I hate, you know it kind of does. But. And I hate to throw it on that because that's what everybody throws at. Oh, but but your boys got to learn some stuff. You know, your boy stand on line got to learn to read that stuff anyway, regardless of what they were, you know, they're planning for. They got to if something's changing. Oh, we got to go with that change. But no, nah, they don't. And that's why that's what I even told uh Don't Farmers this day. He, he he was saying the exact same thing. He was like, we have no offensive line. I said. I said, and that is everything to me in football. Offensive line is everything. I said, you look at, you can go to NFL. I said, look at Tom Brady. Everybody, you know, he's been known as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all times. I said, in my opinion, he is. I said, but that man paid his offensive line. His offensive line was so good, he could stand by there and eat a sandwich before he decided to throw if he wanted to, and nobody would ever touch him. Oh, yeah. We, oh, absolutely. And, I we, mean, and when you got that much time, then you can make something happen. But right. when you ain't giving your quarterback or your, your running backs or, or nothing any time back there, nah, you can't make anything happen. No, you can't. I don't care. And and, and that's why I say you can't, you can't blame it on Spencer, Bradler, our quarterback, or any of the backs, in my opinion, because that's the second step of a play. First step of a play is blocking. Yep. If you can't perform the first step of the play, you can never get to the second step. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to back up and do that more and and, and prepare for that uh, than trying to make all these plays that will never play out because of that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and we definitely can't go blaming or saying that Spencer Rattler is not a good quarterback or this, that, because you don't have time. Yeah, you, you have no, have you have no clue if he's a good quarterback or not. I mean, because you literally you could put Tom Brady back there, play in Georgia as the Gamecocks quarterback, and it would have turned out probably worse, honestly, because he ain't gonna take a chance to get hit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get rid of he's gonna get rid of it well before he gets hit. <laughs> ain't ever gonna right. get hit, nobody. So so yeah, I, I agree, man. It's just I don't know. I, they smarter than me, obviously, I guess, with that. But uh, you know. It, 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 but I, I just can't see where, you know, they, they, they start blaming the, the quarterback's coach or the, 
this or to that or whatever. You can't do none of that. You can't say that these backs aren't doing well because you don't know. If they don't have no lanes opening, you know, if, if they're if they're practicing these certain play every week to run this certain sweep or whatever they're running, where they're planning, their run is planning on having a lane there to run in. And when there's no lane, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you can't. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just not good. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll progress, progressively get better throughout the year. I hope. I hope so. And it, but, but I've always just wondered that, and I've always said myself, I'm like, if I was a coach, if I was a coach, and, and like you said, they, they, they apparently smarter me because they make all the big books. But if I was a coach. I get having a good quarterback. I get having this five-star recruit uh, wide out. I get, you know, whatever. I, I get having all that. But just looking at, just like we said, I mean, in the NFL even, and I know college and NFL ball are two different things to an extent, but there's still there's some same principles there. Looking at the difference and that you can tell that a offensive line makes Man, when we go to recruit guys, that's who I'm looking at. I'm looking at I right. need I need some big boys up there that's gonna be a wall, you know? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, they they making the big books, but I can I can yep. armchair quarterback it all day long, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we'll do better here soon. But anyway, so uh so, went to church Sunday morning. Well, I'm, I want to go back a little bit. Saturday night, after I left the race. After all that. Um, I was telling Sterling a little bit about this a little while ago. But, uh, uh, left the race, got home and everything, you know, getting showered. And all of a sudden, I felt like I just had some dirt in my eye. Just nothing unusual, you know, typical <laughs> racetrack stuff. Um... And I washed face, washed my eyes, you know, all that good stuff. And I went to bed, honestly. Tired, just went to bed. Uh, woke up, still felt like I had something in my eyes. Like, golly, this is just aggravating. And longer Sunday went, the more and more irritated it felt. I mean, just rough. And uh, woke up this morning, Monday morning now. Uh, woke up this morning. And I was getting ready for work and everything, and I walked in, and I knew it still felt irritated and watering, and you know, just my left eye, just my left eye, right eye's good. Uh, walked in the bathroom, looked in the mirror, and I mean, it was red, red. I mean, just bad. I mean, I was like, oof. <laughs> so I looked at Kayla, I said, uh, think I should go to the doctor? <laughs> she looks at her, she goes, ooh, yeah, you, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> so, uh, so I called in work, told him I was going to try to get into doctor. Well, doctor couldn't see me. Well, my appointment time, you know, was at 10 o'clock. So by the time I'm doing that, that's, you know, over half the day shot. So I was like, well, not going to work today. Um, yeah. So went to doctor, uh, and I was actually surprised. He actually, I was only in there for, I only sat there for maybe five to ten minutes, maybe. Uh, and they called me wow. back, and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> and there was people already in there, and I was like, "Whoa!" But there's multiple doctors in there, so apparently they weren't going to see my doctor. Um, 
Or either they just saw my eye and they were like, we need to get him out of the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, he got some kind of disease or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, uh, anyway, got back there. He looked at it and he's like, not pink eye or anything. I was like, no. I said, don't feel like pink eye because pink eye just, to me, every time I've had it, which is, shoot, I was a lot younger when I had it. It was just really itchy, you know, and, and yeah. just junk builds up in it. And it's not like that. It's just red and irritated. Uh, so, uh, he told me to lay back on the uh, little table bed there. Um, He's like, I'm going to put these drops in it to numb it. I was like, oh, God. He said, then I'm going to put this uh, little strip in it, and I need you to press your eye down on it to uh, to get the dye on it. I was like, oh, wow. That sounds interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so he puts these drops in it, and it does. It, like, numbs my eye. I can't feel my eye, which is a really weird feeling, Um, which I didn't, you know, I don't ever just pay attention to how my eye feels all the time other than when it hurts. But, you know, the numb feeling of it is just odd. Uh, but then he put the strip in there, kind of got it on both sides, and it had this dye on it, I guess. So it basically just wetted enough to so the dye would come out in my eye. But what he then cut the lights out, and he had a a little thing look in my eye, but it had a like a black light on it. So I guess what's supposed to happen is that dye, if you got like a cut or anything, it'll kind of get down in it. And you can see some penetrates it, yeah. Yeah, kind of see some contrast in it. I guess, I guess with the black black light. Um, but I looked all he looked all around. Had to move my eye all around and everything. So he couldn't see anything in it. Um, you know, or anything like that. So, um, he said there must have been or may have been or uh, at some point uh, that really irritated it and stuff and. So he prescribed me an antibiotic eye drop and a steroid eye drop. Um, So, yeah. So I've been putting them in there already today. So, But it actually, uh, I've put it in there twice so far, and it already actually feels better. Still feels like I got a piece of sand in my eye. But other than that, it's it's better. Oh, that drive you crazy there. Yes, it, it will. The uh the redness a lot of redness has gone away though, so it's good eye drops apparently. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So anyway, well, uh I reckon it's time to get into some racing. <laughs> um uh there was there was good bit going on this past weekend. Um I reckon uh talk a little bit about mine first, uh, since we already kinda went into that. Uh, told you, you know, had to break issues, stuff like that. Uh, all right, so that kind of with the break issue, man. Our first practice was just kind of for naught, you know. I mean, just didn't learn anything other than when I was hitting the gas, it was issue. yeah. Other than I had a break issue, and when I would hit gas, it spin the tires off the corner. But I think all that was was the front end was locked, and so I've just burning the back right. tires off of it. Um, so that was whatever. And what stinks at Florence, I mean, I get it to try to move along things. If we don't have more than 15 cars, they use our second round of practice as our qualifying, which is, you know, fine. Uh, but when you have an issue like that, 
your second round of practice is really kind of, you know, your first round right? to really learn anything. So we were just not good. We the, the loose I felt coming off, yeah, that was actually there. Um, it was, I was kind of tight in the center, loose off, um, which is the problem I always have at Florence. That is just what we fight there constantly. Uh, so we come in and, um, man, I was like, oh, we got to do something. Um, so we we changed up a bunch of stuff on the car um it's just like man we we need to we need to throw something something at it big time um appreciate uh we got i've told you about the tire situation we got you know we can't get new tires by no means um but so so it's kind of been and fortunately you know everybody is we kind of have a group a local group I guess we'll say that kind of races at these local tracks Florence and Dillon pretty much every week and uh, so we kind of all help each other out and uh, which is really cool um, uh, there's guy that actually just moved down here. He was from, um, where did he tell me he was from? Connecticut? Yeah, he's from Connecticut. I think he said, I, I could be wrong. Anyway, if I am wrong, I apologize. Um, but anyway, uh, Thomas, and I'm probably going to mess up his last name, is uh, Mar- Martusi? I think it is, Junior. Um, he's only been down here a few months now, and, uh, They've been running with us, and he's he's fast, and me and him got a very similar setup, you know, both running coupes with 1250s in them still, which is yeah. <laughs> unusual right there now. So we kind of try to help each other out. Uh, good people, real good people. Um, living down in Conway now, so so he actually uh, pulled out every tire he had. He's like, because I, I told my, my dad and everything, we were all talking about, I said, I just feel like the tires are just not in track. I said, I feel like our tires are just junk. And and for the most part they are, because we can't get anything. I said right. I don't know that it, the setup is just that far off. I said I feel like our tires just it's like don't matter what you do, it just blows tires off of it. Like it's just sliding just cross top of the track. And um, so anyway, he pulls out all the tires he's got. He's like, man, if you can find something in, in mine, throw it on there. So I found one to match up for our right rear. I was like, well, we'll try his. You know, ours ain't working. What we got, because I got three sets of tires, and out of all three sets, just nothing felt like it would work. Um, so I was like, we'll try that, you know, throw something at it. And then I'm sitting there, and uh, my my buddy, that uh, lifelong buddy pretty much, uh, Chad Webster, he actually come over there uh, with us, and or come over there, to help uh, our, our buddy, Connor Lee. And so I called him up to your trailer. He ain't he never really mess with legend cars too much, but it's a race car, so it's pretty much the same, <laughs> you know, for the most part. Right. Um, I mean, there's some differences, but, you know, pretty much set up. The direction you need to go is is the same in every car for, you know, the purpose or for what you're, the issues you're having. So... 
Anyway, so I call him over. I'm like, man, you know, and this is the problem, and, and I'll be the first to talk about it. This is the problem I'm still having to figure out. Uh, we're still, you know, it's our rookie year at this. We were used to go-karts and what you had to do to a go-kart. Well, this is different, <laughs> way different. I'll tell anybody that. Um, I mean, there's some similarities in certain things, but, but uh, when you when you play in with uh, when you got uh, shocks, springs, um, all your radius rods on the car that do different things, when you got all that to play with, and there's a lot of little things you can do on these cars that make a big big difference. And like I said, that's that's the stuff that we weren't used to, and that we're having to learn. So anyway. Boy Chad comes over there and we I tell him what what all the cars doing he said he said, Well how much you want to I said, I wanna throw something at it so I feel a difference. <laughs> you know, I really want to feel the difference. I I don't care. I said, We are so far out in left field right now, it's ridiculous. So I qualified ninth out of thirteen, I wanna say. So bad. Real bad. Just terrible. Well, um, so we got to adjusting all kind of stuff, air pressures, uh, so a few different measurements here, making a few adjustments there. Um, pretty much just threw the kitchen sink at it. Um, well, so took off in the race, and it took off actually pretty good. Um, and I actually, I just told you, said something about Connor Lee. I had him. Landon couldn't be there. He was on a trip with church, so my buddy Connor was spotting for me. Um, Sweet. So, you know, it's it's cool to have a racer's perspective actually up there. Um, and not not that Landon don't do a good job. He does. I, um, it's just it's just a little bit different. It's cool to have somebody who, especially on that knows the track. You know what I mean? Knows yeah. where you're at on the track. Knows exactly what you're what you're facing on the track. And so right. Connor wasn't running uh, um, his legend the other night. He was only running his charger car. Uh, so he spotted for me. And um, and before you know it, we're up to third place. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so it was running along pretty good. Um, but then as, as we had a long run there at the end, and car got kind of tight uh, in the center again, um, and still just couldn't get my drive off. Like I needed to. It was better. It was way better. The direction we went was better, but we just needed more of it. Um, right. So we we were in a a right direction. Just that's the cool cool thing, you know. Like I said, we learning. Um, but I ended up falling back to fifth. Uh, and hey, like I said, I'll take it. So what I was talking about points earlier, because we finished fifth. Uh. uh other guy we were racing for fourth. I wasn't expecting with the day we were having to be able to make it up. Uh, but actually, he had a worse night than we had. So, we made up the fourth in points. That's awesome, man. For the for the rookie year there. Yeah, that's awesome. Considering, like you said, <laughs> I mean, they weren't started counting. You started counting into points until May or whatever it was. Right. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, so we didn't do too bad. Did not do too bad at all. But, um, so we'll take that. So, speaking of 
our buddy uh, Connor Lee. Let's uh, go to the phone and talk to him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone, um, well, you know, he's done a lot of good things, but this past weekend, you know, best thing he'd done, he was, he was spotter for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that. <laughs> Mr. Connor Lee, and no, that was not the best thing he'd done. He decided to uh, – to bring it home a win there to Charger Series there at Florence Motor Speedway uh, this past Saturday night. So, Connor, what is up, man? Congratulations. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It was, it was a good night for us. Man, that was good. That was good. I was uh, happy to see it, man. I was. Um, we had a fun night over there. I, I, I like nights like that. Yeah, I can get used to them. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, before we get too far into it, buddy, I want to uh, want to kind of give you a chance on here to introduce yourself and let everybody out there know who you are and uh, all that fun jazz. So, uh, so tell them who you are, how old you are, and all that good stuff, man. All right. Well, my name's Connor Lee. I'm a I drive the number eighteen Charger limited late model, whatever you want to call it, and also the number eighteen Legend car for Dennis Brown. And I guess part-time spotter for Lucky 13 racing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of grew up in racing. My granddad owned cars a long time, like in the 80s and all. My dad started driving when he was in high school, and I grew up with it. Ever all, all I wanted to do. And uh, when I turned 10, I started racing bandoliers up in Charlotte. And I moved to uh, many stocks, and now I'm uh, in the Charger class here in Florence and Dillon. And I finally got us a win in Florence this Saturday. There you go. How are you now? I'm 16 now. 16. And racing all them years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, coming up on six years is hard to believe. I know, man. Just trust me, man. I remember, and I, I know you don't even remember this, I remember when you were just a little thing running around the pits there. Um, man, it's, it's been a uh, it's been a while. Um, what's really cool, um, before me and Connor really, you know, started talking and, and came friends and stuff and I remember back in the day, my dad actually worked with your granddad some on a race car and helped him some. And uh, then when your dad was racing um, through some mutual friends and stuff, I was at the track with them a lot of weekends. And and so then to see you come along in it, uh, it it's, it's like, man. And I even told somebody this uh, on pit road as you were racing Saturday night. I said, man. I said, I know a lot of things are hereditary, but I didn't know being an awesome driver was, but apparently it is. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah racing's kind of an unofficial family business over here. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it started a long time before me. I know the same thing over there with you, too. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been, that's all we know, man. I mean, I don't know what else we would do if it wasn't for racing. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't, same like you, all week and all weekend, that's what we do. Yeah, been doing it. For, been doing it for a long time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, all right. Well, let's go back in a little bit. You said uh, at ten years old, you started in Bandolero. Is that right? Yes, sir. We started up there. We ran up. Uh, you know the the Concord Steve. I used to have a little quarter mile track behind it. That's right. And we we uh, that's where we raced for a while. So that but that was that's uh almost three hours away. So we decided to move to the four center class shortly thereafter. Yep. And uh, man, I remember I remember you uh making some. Good runs in that four cylinder, man. Oh yeah, we we kind of we we kind of got pretty uh, good at it the last year or so. But we uh, I don't we we just we had a that class kind of got where people were 
buying four tires and losing money, even if you won. Just so uh, we decided we could move up to the charter class. Uh, I think it fits my racing style a little bit more, anyway. Yeah, it probably does. Um, that that's a that's a class, and I've I've told a bunch of people this. They're spending late model money for a four cylinder race over there. Oh yeah, I mean buying two hundred eight dollars worth of tires to race for two hundred dollars just just don't make any sense, really. No, and what they're spending in motors and them things anymore is is, is pretty wild. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll, they'll turn them so high that they'll they'll have two or three blow in a year. So it's crazy, really. Yeah. So um, so coming up through those though, <laughs> um. Man, what? How is that? You, you just said you, the Charger seems to fit your driving style a little bit better. But coming up through, through the Bandoleros, through, through the four cylinder there, um, and also driving Legend car some. Uh, how is that? I don't know. How, how, do you think it's helped you move progress up through racing as far as, as far oh. as the driving of those cars? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean there's a. Lot. A lot of crazy, you know, it's amazing how young they start now. But I think anytime you, you kind of got to pay your dues when you drive. And even if it's just learning to race other people, race different cars, I think any any and everything you can do in this behind the wheel of a race car helps you as you move up the ladder. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of, um, I don't get your opinion on this. I ain't talked about this to nobody yet. Did you see the, uh, the announcement come out through INX the other day? That they are lowering the minimum age in a legend car down to ten years old. Uh, I did not see that, but I mean, I, I can definitely believe it. Whew, that's um. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't trying to talk bad about nobody we race with because there's some good ones out there. But man, I know how I was at ten years old, and I know you know the same thing that you know you, you learning and. I feel like a Bandolero fits a 10-year-old a lot better than a legend car, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Oh. might be an unpopular opinion, but that's my opinion. Oh, I agree with you. When I was 10, I had just started. I, I mean, I was barely putting around those tracks. I was in, I was in the way. Uh, it. I, could, I can't imagine hopping in a legend car at 10 years old, even where I'm at now. I, I'm going to tell you, it was uh, <laughs> at my age. I'm, I turned 36 this year, and I was 35 when I started this year. Um. It was a little intimidating starting out in a legend car for me this year. I mean, this is so much of a, I guess the horsepower to weight ratio is just just crazy in these legend cars to me. Um, you know, I've I've never raced them, but I have practiced a few Charger cars over there at Florence. I've I've practiced a few like street stocks and stuff on dirt before, and and even over at Florence and and I don't know the legend cars are a handful to me. In my opinion, um, whew, ten years old—that's a—that's a young, that's young one to be start starting in them. Oh yeah, I can agree with that those, those legend cars—I mean, they're a beast to handle. It's you—you you got to drive the full out of them. You—you got to be on the complete edge every lap. It's—it's—they're—they're it, they're tough. If you, can, if you can drive them, most people can say you can drive anything. <laughs> that's 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 what I've heard. So I, I feel like we're—if uh, we can run good in them, we're doing something all right. I reckon. Oh yeah, I believe so. Especially, especially with uh, some of the real tough and tight competition we got around these parks. All right. Well, I'm on. Uh, I'm on step back from. Uh, I'm not just wanting to talk about me. I'm, I'm not saying that. I just want to step back a little bit since since you did spot for me the other night. Um, I told my son today because my son normally spots for me. He's he's never been in a race car. He's he's 13 years old. Never been in a race car. Never never raced anything. It's just not his thing. But he likes spotting. He's still learning at it. But I did tell him, I was like, it's, it's just nice. It's not that he doesn't do a good job because he does everything I've asked him to do and 
tells me everything that I tell him that I need to know. Um, but it is nice having someone up on the spotter stand who is who is a driver themselves and knows a lot of what you're feeling in the car um, when when I'm out there driving. So it was great having you up there. Giving me yeah. some, giving me some pointers on on what I really need to do, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I say, I mean, that's probably one of the best things you can do to learn racing is listen to driver spotty audio. Audio. Uh, I mean, I listened to my dad and uh, Pete Holtz's audio on the radio for for years before I ever got in a seat race car. And I think you see that even with uh, a lot of these NASCAR spotters. You look at the names; most of them are old late model drivers. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, yeah. So, so okay. I'm gonna talk about me. Get get, get your uh, professional opinion here. Um, what what was I doing wrong out there? What did you feel like I was doing wrong the other night? Because I know I was doing something wrong. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can give a professional opinion, <laughs> but hey, I mean, I didn't see much you did wrong. You got I say you got all, all you could out the car, and uh, I mean, when it when it went away from you, you stayed pretty patient, got what you could. A lot of people, when it starts to go away, will try to overcompensate and end up worse than where they started you know yeah yeah so i thought you i thought you did a good job I, I was getting some good advice up there you were telling me to <laughs> arc my inner arc my entry a little more which was good advice my only problem was is every time i seemed to do that i'd, I'd go straight up track for some reason <laughs> yeah that's what i feel everybody what all i mean every everybody tries to tell you, you know how how to run the line i'm like you know you, the only person that can tell how to get the most out of the car is the person sitting in it at that moment you know it's <laughs> You, you can give advice and all, but the way your car driving really depends on where you can go most of the time. Well, all right. Well, that don't make me t- feel too bad because uh, <laughs> my spotter, was he was guiding me there. He was, uh, you know, even though I didn't listen to him, oh, there's a car spinning in front of me. Go go low. Go low. Uh, yeah, I can't. I'm going high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Most of the time I get caught just blabbering and I'm not even, and I'm like, oh, goodness, I hope I don't tell him one way because it might be the wrong way. No, you didn't tell me the wrong way. I, just, I tried to turn down. The car just wouldn't turn. So I was like, all right, we're going outside. <laughs> Pick one or the other. Just don't go in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nah, that's cool. All right. Well, you just talked about your dad uh, talking with you and everything. Um, it, Man, I know, I know you have probably, it, as a lot of us have, I know you have learned a lot about racing from your dad over the years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I credit everything I've learned about racing to him. I, You know, I, he's, he was the greatest race car driver in the world whenever I was little, you know, watching him win a lot, and he, he showed me and everything because like, he drove four centers. He's dri- the car I'm driving now was the one he drove for years before before I got in it. So yeah, he's been the biggest help I could ask for, and I'm glad I'm glad I got to grow up in beside him. Man, you you say that you know saying your dad was the greatest driver in the world to you, but I'm gonna tell you, man, and and I've told your dad his dad's Jamie Lee. Um, a lot of people around here, especially down here in the southeast, know him. Um, seen him run that number eighteen late model around here everywhere and uh but especially uh between florence and myrtle beach a lot um man i and i told a lot of people this i really thought your dad if he back in the day anyway i which i still think he could probably do it um if he had had the big desire to go to move up in in racing go I don't care if we want to go NASCAR racing. I really think he had the uh, the skill and ability to do so. Because I'm going to tell you, I, I really thought he was one of the best drivers 
in this area, period. And if you are a good driver in this area, we've seen what that does. Those guys go far, for sure. And I thought he was one of the best out there. Oh, yeah. I've heard from a lot of people, you know, back when he was racing against Robert Powell and some of those guys that, you know, maybe things fall a different way. He could have got a, 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 a Pro Cup ride or maybe an old Bush Series ride if, you know, had the right person that got behind him and all. But, yeah, I mean, he, he was he was real good. Late model stocks, Myrtle Beach and all. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. We, uh, I remember being down there with him quite a few nights. And uh, me and my buddy uh, John Odom, we were always – riding the racetracks all the time got that wherever they were racing that that's where we'd show up at and hang out and help with a little bit we can and <laughs> i was i was actually asking asking your dad about this a few weeks ago there was um there was a time him and it was really funny to me because him and jim reams got into it uh and they were going at each other there for a while at myrtle beach um it was just constant and, and finally your granddaddy told him um <laughs> told your dad this is what he told me the other night. Told him if he, if Jim's on one straight away, I want you on the opposite straight away. <laughs> it was that bad. Um, but we, man, we was uh, they chased each other around the track one night after the race was over. Still out there in the cars, still going, trying to. Jim was trying to run her. And what is so funny about that is, um, like I said, my dad was in racing too, and my dad actually uh kept when I was younger. Um, now this wasn't then, but. When I was younger, I actually kept up Jim's race car. So it was like, oh, yeah, I know both these guys. <laughs> so it was one of the things. It is always like that at a racetrack. Um, it is, it's so funny. And to look back on it is funny. It wasn't funny at the time because it was like, oh, God, something's about to get tore up. But, uh, but yeah, it's crazy times like that that, that I've been over there with them. Oh yeah, I've heard so many stories, man. I feel like I'm missing out just by not not being born yet. It was, I, you know, I've heard so many stories of getting wrecked by the Charlie Pounds and the Safari van. Him, oh uh, yeah, I was I was sitting right there on the front straightaway when that <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can I can see my papa's. Yeah, I've I've heard stories. I mean, they, they were they were wild back then. They were they were cutthroat, you know. It was a uh, you you don't have any friends at the racetrack. It seemed like no. Uh well, talk about your papa there, um, Mr. Shelby Lee. We uh unfortunately lost him this past year, and uh and um, man, he he meant a lot to the sport. Um, obviously your granddaddy. Um, but to hear the stories that everybody told about him around this area, especially uh, to t- tell us what a what a mentor that he had to be to you. Oh, he was huge. I mean, he, he's the founder of racing in this family, you know. He, I mean, he, he's rough around the edges to some people, but, man, he, he was one of the nicest guys you could ever meet if you really got to know him. You know, he he loved it. He loved, I think, he loved that I loved it. And, uh, that, cause, you know, uh, you don't often get three generations all doing the same thing together, and that was pretty special. And, uh, but, yeah, he, he meant a lot a lot to a lot of people around here. And, uh, I, I mean, I wish you could have seen this season right here. I think it would have put a smile on his face. Yeah, it definitely would have. I, I, I – Remember being down there, you know, a couple of years ago when you were racing and stuff, and seeing him, he just looked happy down there watching you do what you were doing. So uh, that was it was, it was really awesome to see, and and, and man, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you, it's awesome to see you uh, developing into the driver that you are, knowing knowing your family history. Uh, so speaking, go, going into the driver you are, let's go into Saturday night, man. Uh, 
I talked to you early in the day, and uh, you were fast in practice, and I asked you what you thought you had, and you said uh, it felt pretty good to you. So uh, take us back early in the day. Well, yeah, early in the day, you know, uh, I thought we were going to be okay. Uh, we had morning practice and, and uh, was pretty decent, but we went out there for the first round of practice, and we, we just we lost a little bit. But uh, we had Chad Webster with us, and I, like, I kind of looked at him, and he was like, I think we'll be all right. And I, I was kind of – you know, okay, he must know something I don't, but uh, it worked out. I mean, and then we, we ended up qualifying fourth or so, not not really in contention for a top spot, but uh, I thought we were pretty consistent and handled pretty good, and we, you know, we, I had a decent feeling going into the race, and then we all worked out for us there. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I told somebody, not, not I'm, I'm not just trying to make your head big here, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but I told somebody, it, when we were down there talking on pit road while you were racing, I said, I said about Connor, I said, man, I'm gonna tell you, they were talking about he's consistent. I said, and I'm gonna tell you, he would be like that every lap of this race. I said, and that's what, that's what I like about your driving style, man, is because you get whatever that car is going to give you, you get that out of it from lap one to the checker flag. Um, and that's, and that's where I think, and that's what I think you did the other night to, uh, to, to to really win that race um is you got everything that car gave you uh the whole race um man it was a uh, it looked like it was I was watching you coming off two especially up through three quarters way through the race man I think it was a rocket off of two oh it sure was man I, I could catch that lip off of two and it would fly on my back straight away but yeah I appreciate what you said man uh yeah I mean that's a testament to the car too the car's handling pretty good after we survived the uh, First lap mayhem, we kind of settled in and just uh, we ran some good laps and uh, we, things fell right for us. So I tried to be patient with it and uh, eventually, you know, we we made two clean passes for the top spots and uh, you know, it was a good night. Yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely was a good night, man. And um, what well, what's cool about it is um, it is you know this ain't the first one. This is the first one at Florence over there, but man, a few weeks ago you were able to pick one up at Dillon. Yep, yeah, we had two at Dillon this year, yeah. and one at Florence. So, yeah, I'm happy about that. I, I was really looking forward to getting one at Florence. That's kind of my home track, so I was happy we got one there the last race of the season. Yeah. So, uh, tell it, uh, being that that was the last points race of the season there, tell us how you feel like your whole uh, your whole year has gone so far, man. Uh, kind of up and down, but overall a really good year. We we started out strong with a, several good top three finishes, and then we kind of – uh, we struggled for a few weeks there in the middle of the summer, and then we broke through. We got a win, and then another one, and uh, we we've been consistently up in contention, and we finally pulled one off in Florence. I I say it's been a, a really good year for us. A lot of improvement from last year, and we're I mean we're we're contending every week now for, instead of just trying to survive. We we uh we're up. We can run up front, and we can win now. For sure, man. All right, well, uh, like we're talking about, you know, where people can go in the sport. What what is your goals in the sport, man? Uh, how far do you want to go? Uh, I mean, I want to take it as far as, as far as it'll let me ride it. But uh, uh, immediate goals, I think we uh, we might try and run some of the late model class and deal in the next year, or and or just just see what we can do. I mean, we we uh, I like to run late model stocks eventually one day, but right now we we gonna get real good at what we're doing and slowly move up if we can. There you go, there you go. Well, y'all, uh, y'all be on the lookout for the name uh, Connor Lee in that eighteen car because uh, whatever he moves up to, you're gonna see him up at the front of the class. I and I know it, I know it for sure. 
Um, because he's a he's that good driver. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, I appreciate uh, that. Well, uh, who all uh, who all in that car this year that you got to thank, man? Uh, well, uh, my dad, mom, all oh, huge. You know, they're 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 uh, enable me to do it. And uh, Pete Holtz has been with us, uh, been with the team longer than I've been alive. Yeah, Pete Holtz, is a great guy. <laughs> yeah, Pete. Yeah, yeah Pete's Pete's the guy. He's my spotter, and he, uh, you know, he's helped us out tremendously. And uh, Chad Webster's helped us out some this year, and Ethan and uh, Mr. Robin Winkler, they've been helping us some. And uh, sponsor-wise, we have LNM Framework, uh, uh, Extreme Landscaping, Bearco, Backflip Prevention, and uh, Trinity Autoglass have come on this year and helped us out. So a lot of people, a lot of work goes into this, and I really appreciate all the people that help us out. For sure, man. For sure, and can't do it without any of them. So uh, we appreciate them also. Uh, any sponsor of any car in sport we appreciate because we know uh, is those guys that help enable us to put on a show for all these fans out there and for everybody to watch some good racing um, and to help with you know stuff like uh, I, I know the other week you had to you had to do a bunch of work on that car to what about a month or so ago now month and a half ago now uh, got in a little a, a little bit over it was that a Dylan y'all kind of got yeah been Dylan. And yeah, we whatever y'all put it back together with is it's been fast ever since, man. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of worried because you know we we had like just won the week before and we were starting to run good and then you know we got the whole left side of the car pancaked and you always worry you know it, when you got to pull up the chassis back out and all is it gonna come back the way it was but it it's come back pretty strong and had Mr. Beach so I was real happy with uh all the with my team and help for getting it back together so good and it was that was really impressive. Well. Man, good deal. Well, I sure appreciate you coming on here, and uh, again, I appreciate you spotting for me the other night. That was a that was a lot of fun. Um, I, I you know, and I say it's fun having him spot for me. Somehow, me and Connor end up. It seems like really close to each other when we race together. <laughs> oh no, yeah, man. <laughs> I'd say that the 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 legends racing, especially at Dillon, is some of the most fun racing I think I've ever had racing with you and. Dennis and Barry, see, like you said, we seem to always find each other some way, somehow in the race, and we we can run side by side, and never touch. It's, it's exactly. real fun. I know there was one yeah. night at Dylan we were side by side. I know for I don't know, probably four or five laps. It's, it felt like anyway. It might not have been that long, but it sure felt like that. And uh, oh yeah, you, you can <laughs> get up on the house side in Dylan and, and run somebody forever up there. It's, exactly. It's real. Yeah, it's, it can be tough to pass, even if you're a lot faster sometimes. Yeah, and that, and that's another thing I tell you, man, is you're one of the guys that I can get beside, and, and I hope I'm the same way for you, but you're one of the ones I know I can drive beside and we can race hard. Um, if we were to touch each other, I know it's nothing intentional. <laughs> oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm the same way, yeah. All, all the guys around that we race with, you know, they were all, we're all respecting each other. And we, you know, it's fun when you can race like that and not have to worry about anybody intentionally doing anything. Exactly, exactly. So it's cool to have fun with you out there on the track, man. And uh, but I was I was real happy to see you get it done at Florence this past weekend, buddy. And um, man, I hope uh, whatever racing we got left to go this year, maybe shoot, maybe that's not the last one. Maybe we can pick a few more. Yeah, I hope so too, man. I, and I'm ready. You gonna be racing in Dillon uh next week? Cause uh, we'll be. It's there. time for you to pick up. Yeah, I want I want to see you in Victory Lane soon. Man, I I thought I was going there last time we was at Dillon, man. I know it. <laughs> man, I felt so bad for you. I 
man. Uh, it's one of them things. That's racing. I guess that's what that's yeah. what they say. You better expect stuff like that to happen. But um, oh, man, yeah. hopefully we'll have it. I, I hope we got it back figured out and think we got a break straight fine. We made it through a whole race the other night, and no breaks went out, so we were good to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. They said that's day eight. If you can keep breaks, you're going to be tough to beat, I'll say that. Uh, we hope so. Hopefully we can find it. You, you know how that is. One day you're out there, and it's good, and you go back with the same stuff, and next week it ain't no good, so who knows. But I hope oh, we yeah, you, yeah, I remember you coming up to a Saturday and just completely baffled by what the breaks, what was causing them, and what this or that. You just... You seem like that you could tell, you know, why they were working and why they weren't. They just, just had a mind of their own sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, it seemed like that, but I, I think we got it figured out finally. Good uh, deal. I think we do. So, yeah, we will be there Saturday and um, hopefully uh, hopefully, racing hard. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Me too, man. Well, man, I sure appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate you ha- uh, spotting for me the other night. Um and uh, let's go have some more fun at track this weekend. Oh, yeah. Thank, thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it. All right, buddy. All right, everybody. Mr. Uh, Connor Lee here on Chicken Bone Alley. All right. Awesome young man there. He, uh, he's he got a bright future ahead of him for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. And uh, as you heard there, he's got, a, he's got a great background that he comes from, so. Uh, nobody expects anything out of Connor, but to uh, but to be an awesome driver, and uh, he's living up to it for sure. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he's uh, it's definitely in the blood for sure. <laughs> yeah, I told somebody the other. I actually told somebody that the other. I said I didn't know racing. Uh, I said I didn't know being a good driver was hereditary, <laughs> but apparently right. it is. Yeah. Oh, cool, 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 cool. So uh, anyway, guys, um. As I say every week, y'all need to head over to SRI Performance so you can be as fast as Connor there. <laughs> like how I did that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so y'all head over there, get all your uh, get all the parts you need for your race car. Uh, I, man, anything anything from engines to brakes, honestly, um, anything to make you go fast or slow down fast, um, they got it. They got it, they got it, and you need it. So head over to SRI Performance, get every part that you need. I know there's some big races coming up here for the end of the year, but racing's kind of starting to slow down a lot of places. Um, so it's time to start rebuilding them cars, making them look good, and making them fast. You know what you need to do for next year. So uh, go ahead, it's time to do it. Uh, head over to SRIPerformance.com. Go get your, uh, get your cart loaded up uh, at time of checkout put in promo code c bone 10 that's c is in chicken b-o-n-e one zero and get yourself 10 percent off there at time of checkout and uh that way they'll know that we sent you over there head over there same deal at, same deal at stock car steel and aluminum guys that y'all hear on here every week like i just said time to make them cars look good time to make it uh and i'm gonna tell you and a lot of you guys know there is performance in the looks. And I say that kind of playing around, but there's actually performance there. There is arrow performance in the materials that you put on those cars, and you got to put the right material in the right place. Y'all know that? Um, Absolutely. So head over to Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. Get yourself all those materials you need. Uh, and, and, you know, like Sterling and I say, 
Go build you a deer stand. Whatever. It's t- time of year. That's too. right. <laughs> Go get whatever. They got all kind of stuff. Kind of goodies. All the things. All the things. So head over there. Get you loaded up on all the materials you need. You will not be disappointed. Um, go check them out. And uh, while you up around that way, head over to our friend Earl Ramey, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, and uh, get yourself some horsepower. There ain't nothing that makes a car look better than when it goes fast. You can have a per- you can have a pretty car, but if it's slow, it don't look good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So exactly. Uh, so when you make that car pretty on the outside make it pretty on the inside too put your earl ramey racing engine in that that hoss and make it run let it eat uh head over there get you uh, any type motor you need anything from super engines to ump modified engines to crate engines and now as we saw the other day when i was taking a tour over there he's working with some uh some drag car stuff which he says something new to him but market they really wanted to get in so big horsepower there oh for sure yeah so that's uh, awesome yeah that's really cool so head over there get you some power under your hood and any type application that you need and as he even said over there i don't care if you uh, got an airplane he'll make that go fast too <laughs> um and get yourself <laughs> and get yourself some time on that chassis dyno now, i don't know how your airplane's gonna do on a chassis dyno but your car will do real good yeah. on a chassis dyno <laughs> I don't, I don't. Do they have a, di- a chassis dyno for airplanes? I don't think they do. I've never seen one. <laughs> uh, I, no, I don't know. There might be like a, a a wind tunnel of some sort. I don't know. <laughs> oh, anyway, guys, head over to Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Get yourself some time on that chassis dyno. See what all the bolt ons you can put on your car. Make it even faster, and uh, it'll be. It, you will appreciate the time that you had on there. For sure. And one of them bolt ones you're going to put on there. Some Profab headers. And uh, they, they, they'll they soup up any ride. That's for sure. Um, yeah. that's That, that kind of goes along with looks too, man. Because they, they offer performance, but man, they look good. I'm going to tell you, they do look good. And their slogan is, quality that wins and there is a reason that they say that as y'all seen when we took the tour up there if you haven't seen it go back on our facebook page and catch out catch the live that we did at profab headers and exhaust and you will understand exactly why they say they are quality that wins because every section in that shop was just immaculate and perfect and every guy knew their job in there and knew how to do it to its greatest um they're, they're no slouches in there and everything that come out of there is top notch um so you guys will not be dis- disappointed at all in a set of profab headers so y'all head over there and get you some of that faux show well speaking of profab headers and exhaust i'm pretty sure and this is going pretty good here i'm pretty sure that is the only part on this new NASCAR Cup but next gen car that doesn't fail every week. Yeah. <laughs> because Unfortunately, I say you're right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, they're consistent. They're 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 living up to their name. You know, Profab headers quality that wins. They're not breaking. Now, maybe they need to get Profab to figure out how to build power steering boxes and and 
every other thing else on on this next gen car because it falls apart. <laughs> it sure does do that. Now, I'm gonna tell you, man. It, it, <laughs> I mean, every single one of them. I don't know what they're doing, but I don't know. I get. I, but before we get too far ahead, so I guess we just need to talk about Bristol as in 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 all there. How about uh, guy that's been on this show before? Uh, talked to him a few times. Ty Majeski picking up his first truck series win at Bristol on Thursday night. Yeah, that is awesome, man. And in the playoffs. You know, that's the perfect time to get you your first win if you want to. In the playoffs, and that puts him in the final four. Yes, in Phoenix. So that is that's huge. Yeah, real big. Um, perfect timing for it. Uh, so congratulations to Ty Majeski there and uh, – that was a that was a good race, uh, actually. Probably one of the better races of the weekend, I think. Um, I, but I say that uh, the Xfinity race pretty good too. Um, Noah Gregson brought home his third win in a row, not without a little bit of controversy though. He uh, he put the bumper to uh, Ty Gibbs there. <laughs> I love it, man. It's Bristol, baby. It is. It is. I don't think, and see people like, oh, he just took him out. No, he didn't take him out. He bumped him just to move him up track. Unfortunately, there was another car there <laughs> that I just ran over the hood of, and it turned them all in the fence. Um, right. I don't think Noah meant to do that. I think he meant to get into his bumper. I think he meant to move him up the track because, I don't know, I don't dislike, I don't dislike that form of Bristol. I don't at all. I don't mind people putting a bumper to somebody to pass them. Um, you know, something like, uh, you know, just to move them. I don't mind that. I, I don't mind it when somebody does it to me, as long as they don't run over me in the process, you know. It, right. It, it's one thing to put the bumper to somebody, move them up track. You know, bumper on entry, just do, go up under them, and you're gone. Fine. Not a big deal. Now, slamming somebody's bumper, <laughs> you know, or left rear, when they're going in there and turn them sideways, uh, that's that's a little much, a little egregious. But he didn't necessarily do that. But it was just bad timing, I think. Um, but I could still see if I was tied, I'd probably be mad at it <laughs> for sure. Because um, you don't like it took out no matter what. Um, so right. I understand it. But uh, third win in a row there by Noah Gregson. Um, He's, I'm going to tell you, they're coming on at the right time of the year. Yeah, they sure are. A playoff start for them, what, this coming week, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. But, man, you can't, uh, you can't ask for a better time in the season to 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 light up. Well, no, that, yeah, playoff start for them. And uh, A.J. Allmendinger won the, uh, won the regular season championship. There, so so uh, he won it last year, but remember it was him and Austin Sendrick wrecking at Bristol for the win. Um, yep. So he said, he said this one was a little cleaner. He didn't get the win, but it was a little cleaner. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny, but uh, but anyway, he uh, so congratulations to. AJ Allmendinger picking up the regular season championship for the Xfinity Series, but then we'll go to Cup Racing. Um, let's go back just a little bit, um, and uh, 
Well, let's go back to last week. Um, the the probably one of the biggest announcements in NASCAR his recent history um, that you know we talked about it. Uh, Kyle Busch heading to RCR. Mm-hmm. We we can we call it. I mean, everybody already knew it before. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, everybody pretty much knew, but, uh, so, but it is huge. Uh, but, that's, that's yeah, it's it's pretty big. Um, they uh, that that that's a big announcement. They um, they uh, it's probably I don't. It's weird. I'm just wondering. Uh, I'm still wondering. You know. Tyler Reddick moving over from Nate Car. I man, I don't know. I guess, I guess uh, uh, Richard Childress just. I don't know. I guess he wants that eight car because I really would have put Kyle in a fifty-one car. Oh, for sure. I, I I was really hoping that was gonna be the case, man. Really, you know. Um. I don't know why they did that. I, I, I don't really know. Does he own the fifty one? Does he own no, the No, no. Uh, uh, Rick Ware does, but supposedly they're going to be leasing that charter uh, from Rick Ware next year for Tyler Reddick to drive. Right. So I was like, man, huh. I would have just got the fifty one. I mean, but you don't have to have the charter. Um, you can. You he could have got the number from. Rick Ware, I think. I don't think, you know, Rick Ware Motorsports will uh, probably just take whatever money they can get. <laughs> I mean, I hate right, to say that, but exactly. you know, you know, they're they're uh, they're a lower budget team, so they'll take whatever they can get. So, why, man, why wouldn't you put Kyle Busch in the fifty one car? I was like, that's a perfect opportunity to get him in his fifty one, yeah. and and people, and that's his thing is, you know, the eight. The eight um, merchandise that's out there already isn't going to be. It's going to be obsolete because most of it's going to have Tyler Reddick on there. So it's not like RCR is just branded in this eight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, RCR yeah. is all about the three. You know, <laughs> they got the three. That's what they're worried about. Um, I don't know. Um. But Kyle Busch already has 51 apparel, you know, from, from the truck series and whatever else. Now, granted, yep. a lot of it says Toyota on it, but still, doesn't matter. Um, that's 51 apparel. So I was just like, man, why wouldn't they go with a 51? So I don't know. That's, that's going to be weird. But I'm, I'm, they said, uh, Richard Childress said that Tyler Reddick will be in a, a third chartered car. Uh, so... I don't know. That's yeah. going to be... <laughs> I guess, and I'm wondering still if it's going to be dependent if Kurt Busch comes back. I think it's... Yeah, I think they're kind of waiting to see that. And um, I don't know, though. You know, I mean, this would, be, this would be a good time for Kurt to go ahead and step away. Well... But he's got contract through, what, next year with a next, with, with, with a option for the following year, I think? Right. And um, but it was already kind of sounded like it was already kind of determined that he was gonna be gone after next year. 
Right, because they weren't saying they were going to add another car. So right, we all assumed that Reddit be in that car. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't know. It's ugh. it's um that's that's a that's a crazy situation because especially even Tyler Reddick was on um door bumper clear just the other week and he was they asked him straight up about him and Richard Childress and <laughs> their relationship there is is very very hurt <laughs> apparently um, oh my goodness um so I don't know you would think well I mean I don't see where it could be that major for Richard because nothing against Tyler I mean Tyler's more up and coming than and Kyle but you know, you're losing Tyler, but you you gaining Kyle Busch. Well, yeah. Whether it, you like him or not. I mean, you know. Exactly. Uh, and and I think it'll probably, in all actuality, the, the relationship will probably mend itself a little bit better now because apparently, the, to hear them tell it, when Tyler announced he was leaving, they hadn't even looked at Kyle before that. Hadn't even thought about it. Wasn't even a thought. They just thought they were going back with the same group they had, and they were going to keep trucking with that. Right. Well, when Tyler announced he was going to 2311 in 2024, and the whole thing come out with PR, couldn't been worse time and blah, blah, which is really crazy, you know, to me, to for them to even put that out. Um, It was, it was just a, they uh, said Austin is the one who come to, Richard Childerson said, hey, maybe we should go after Kyle Bush. Right. And Richard Childerson's got that kind of money to throw around and say, what's he need? What you need? You know? And apparently that's what he did. Um, so I think now that he's, you know, moving on from Kyle or moving on from Tyler to Kyle, he's probably going to be like, ah, oh, whatever. I think he's. I think the probably biggest thing he's not happy about now is having to have a third car. I don't think he just wanted a third car for next year. Yeah, I think so too. And I just think maybe, maybe the respect thing of it. Maybe maybe what Richard's more upset about. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just, for sure. That's exactly what it is. You know, just being respectful and saying. I mean, if he did, I don't know. I don't know how that would all work. But if. If Tyler would have went to Richard and said, look, you know, I got this opportunity over here. You know, I'm, I'm going to take it, but I want to let you know first before it it just gets leaked out and I'm finding out from third right. party or whatever. You know, I, I think Richard's more of a stand-up kind of handshake agreement type dude, and he just didn't like being backhanded like that, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, that's pretty much exactly what it is. Um, But in my way of thinking – I'm like, all right, this is what you got. So why don't you roll with it? I mean, really roll with it. it Richard Childress Racing at one point in time was a three-car team. Um, Why not, since you got Tyler Reddick for another year, you know he's more than capable driver. I say don't even break that team up. Just move the eight team with him, whatever car he's going to run. Build a new team around Kyle because you know you got good input from, I mean, you got top-of-the-line input from the driver. Yeah. Build that team around Kyle. Don't take a team that was already there right now, anyway. But take that team with Tyler Reddick. Don't break it up. Keep trucking on the way you were. Just change the number. Yeah. 
and that way, shoot, maybe squeeze out a few more wins, and who knows, you might could get some good sponsors, get another good driver rolling into that ride when Tyler Reddick leaves, and then you got another another good three car team. Because I really, right, I, I think they're gonna need. No, I'm just saying that because I really think bringing Kyle Busch over there is going to up the level of that team as a whole. Oh, it's definitely going to. And, and, and it, you know, and another thing to look at with a third car, which, you know, Chevrolet hasn't had in a while, development-type situation. So now there's there's no Chevrolet drivers that I know of that's going to be driving for Kyle Busch next year in his trucks. So that's going to start building that up for that development to bring guys in to Richard Childress racing in the future. Exactly. So. And Chevrolet as a whole. Um, right. You're looking at a pipeline now to bring drivers up uh, in a Chevrolet team, which I think the word was they were just waiting to see how much money you know Chevrolet put into it to help back that team. Because Toyota was putting a lot of money in Kyle Busch Motorsports. Everybody knows that. Um so it's how much does Chevrolet well, want to well, do it? And in my opinion, why not get the cup owners together, all the Chevrolet cup owners, and say, hey, we can use this as a pipeline. You get cup owners and, say, like Junior Motorsports and, and colleague even, get all those that, Yeah, I mean, it would be a lot bigger scale than Toyota. But, you know, that's, exactly. that was the only reason Toyota put so much money into it. It's because they got all these drivers contracted from even from the late model series all the way up. Yep. They're already contracted through Toyota, so they can't go nowhere. And that's why they're losing all the drivers. That's why Kurt, uh, Kyle's losing all his drivers. Yep. But if you could do that from a Chevrolet standpoint, you won't have to worry about it. I mean, you won't have to worry about, uh, uh, well, what was the last one? William Byron, wasn't it? William Byron. Drove, well, William Byron and Noah Gregson both, both drove for... Kyle Busch and trucks and both left so there not, and went to junior. Right. So I'm not sure how that worked out back then as far as the contract deal with Toyota. I'm not sure, but maybe that was put in place after that. Oh, probably so. Reasons. Probably so. Um, that's, that's kind of the, uh, um, from what I'm hearing, that's kind of the problem right now with John Hunter Nemechek. Um, he's, he's contracted through Toyota. And so he has no clue when this, all this came out. Well, he's not going to be there because he don't, and and there's no Toyota, uh, trucks out there anymore. That was one of the only Toyota truck teams. Yeah. I, I, I say he's going to go drive Brandon Jones. Xfinity ride. I would say that, to, but I don't know. I don't know. I would. I would think so. They talked about. It. I heard something. They saying he possibly could come to Cup. I don't know. He's a good driver, but he just don't need to get in a backmarker car again. I mean, because he that was yeah. that was a big waste of his time. I think and his talents. I think. Um, well, I think he did I mean, the right thing. I think he was the first driver we really seen do the right thing to. Pulled himself out of cup because he had an offer to go right back. Pulled himself out of cup. Yep. Go back down to truck series to a good team. Go down there, show who you are, and then work your way back up into quality rides. 
Um, but there was something the other day I saw about him going to twenty three eleven. Um, now whether that happen, I don't think that'll happen, but you know, it's always a possibility. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it's it, a lot of expansions got to be done because there's not enough Toyota teams to put all these development drivers in on cars. Exactly. Um, exactly. So they're going to have to start breaking contracts and moving people or uh, something. They're going to have to because I mean, they're going to end up. It's going to end up hurting Toyota more than it's helping because these drivers up and coming are going to say, "Well, crap, there's." 15 Toyota drivers that are trying to get the three cars in the Cup Series. I ain't going to never make it. So I can not sign a contract with them and go drive for Chevrolet, and I got a lot better odds because I got a lot better options. Yeah, so. for sure. So so moving from that, <laughs> uh, this week, well, not just this week, uh, let's look back all the way to Darlington. Joe Gibbs knew Kyle Busch was leaving, and, I mean, everybody knew he was leaving. Um, it wasn't a secret. It was the worst-kept secret in cup history ever probably um well it comes out and what happened kyle bush blows a motor and he was the only car of the night to even blow a motor uh he blew a motor at darlington which him and mark Truex both blew motors um man it's uh let the conspiracy well, theorists run wild out. and also today they announced uh they're swapping over the wall pit crews with he's swapping with Denny Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well he's out of the playoffs now, so I guess they just exactly. whatever's the better. You know, that it's all of that. You know, it's there's no team standpoint. Well, it's no single car team standpoint anymore. It's just you know, right. what can you do for me today? You know. Right. But it's, um, um I don't know. I mean, yeah, but but looks, who blows a motor, man? Who blows a motor at Bristol? I, I especially don't know anymore. I, I mean, never happens anymore. Um, and, and Kyle seemed like he was—he uh, was probably one of the biggest conspiracy theorists of the night, of the night, because he was talking about everybody else's problems. He says everybody else had uh, problems with NASCAR supplied parts. Ours was a Toyota issue. <laughs> I <laughs> said in his oh, press conference. That's it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> He's pointing uh, fingers. Yeah. And you can't blame him, though. I mean, it's, it's very coincidental. I ain't saying it happened on purpose. I'm not saying it did, but boy, is it coincidental. Well, it is. And I mean, I, I can understand him being salty towards Toyota because, yeah, Toyota's done a lot for Kyle, but Kyle's done a heck of a lot for Toyota. Oh, and one thing, one thing that was said in the press conference with uh, RCR, or, or I say afterwards, he was asked directly. Uh, I can't remember who asked it, Jordan Bianchi or one of them, one of them guys, um, asked him directly. Uh, was it ever told straight to you that driving the eighteen car next year was not an option? And he said, "Yes, that's that's exactly what happened." So, I think Toyota wanted to keep him, maybe, but apparently they couldn't put out enough money anywhere to keep him. Uh, but Joe Gibbs lost a sponsor with him, so he was done. I think that's the only thing. I'm, I'm, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think that's what kept him there. Mars kept him at Joe Gibbs Racing. Yep. Especially with Ty Gibbs coming up, and you know his well, granddaddy going to put him in the car. His granddaddy going to put him there, but Monster's behind him 100%. 
Um, and you can't right. blame him. The boy is good. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from him. The boy is a wheel man for sure. He can drive. Um, I just think it could have been handled a little different. Now, I mean, I know there's no good way to handle it, but it just sounded, you know, how are you going to take your the only two-time champion in the sport at right now? Um, how are you just going to ditch him like that? <laughs> right. I don't know. It just... It's like, man, uh, everything that Kyle Bush. Now, I mean, granted, Kyle Bush is a polarizing individual. We all know this. He's hard to hard to handle sometimes, but it doesn't matter. It's one of the things that any publicity is good publicity because I'm going to tell you, everybody talks about, oh, I heard, you know, half the crowd booing. Well, I hate to tell you, but the other half of the crowd out there is wearing 18 merchandise. Yeah. Um, they really are. So. They sure are. Yeah, it's, it, it's 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 kind of a weird thing, and and, and it's definitely a, a a hard blow to Kyle and, and what all he's done to. Honestly, I think better Toyota for sure, but better Bill Gibbs Racing. Yeah, he's got a different way of going about things and whatever, but uh, you know, I, I think you're gonna see that do nothing but help Chevrolet as a whole. Definitely push Childress, but. It's gonna gain. I think. I think Chevrolet is gonna gain a lot. Yeah. From Kyle Busch being a part of that now. Yeah, definitely are. Definitely are. Well. Um. So anyway, uh, how about it, completely opposite of Xfinity though, Christopher Busher coming up and winning. Uh. For for Roush Fenway Keselowski at Bristol, man. I mean, that's um, that's I well, I, I dude, just happy I, for Chris Busher. I mean, honestly. Oh, I, I am too, man. I I'm happy for him. I'm happy for honestly. I'm happy for Brad and and Jack Roush and everybody because it wasn't no fluke. Both of them cars were on a rail. Oh, they were fast. If, if I, th- I really think I mean, if Brad wouldn't blown that tire, I think he'd have had to race one. Oh, that would have been his race for sure. I I I believe that. Um, they were they were strolling. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if they found something or what or what, but man, they look good. And yeah, I, I like Chris. He's an awesome dude, and he 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 just he just seems like a really good-hearted person, and uh, don't give up, and he don't ever have a sour attitude. And so man, that was awesome to see that for him and. Man, I said he was, he was a man in general, Bo. When I saw him at a uh, Indy at that road course, <laughs> cars on fire, he just sitting in it. They spray the fire <laughs> extinguishers all around him. He just sitting there, ain't moving. They get it out, he takes off. I'm like, dang, <laughs> that dude is hardcore right there. He's tough, Bo. <laughs> but yeah, you, just like you just said, man, you never hear him have a uh, bad word to say about anybody. You listen to him on the radio, he doesn't get all crazy, been out of shape. Uh, he keeps cool, calm, and collected, and uh, and and I know it don't show. He hadn't had all the finishes to show for it, but that dude drives a race car. He drives a race car hard, and a lot of times, if you really pay attention, he, as hard as he drives it, he don't tear up a bunch of cars. It ain't just you don't see, you don't hear Christopher Busher just run into the wall or just spun out by himself or. Or Chris no. Busher. Junior done got me on this Christopher Busher stuff. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and uh uh and anyway, um he's he's a hard driver. He really is. You can he just hadn't had the equipment and I'm glad to see him finally have the equipment and and 
and take off on it and get him a win for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, everybody, want to uh, let y'all know about MPM, McAllister Precision Marketing. Y'all head over, talk to Tanya, get yourself on the right track to be making your name in motorsports now. Um, they MPM is your is your best destination for for developing uh you as a uh a dri- not just as a driver but your marketability in the sport. Everybody knows you need you need that. So uh all your all, uh, the driver advancements you'll need and the eyes you need to be in front of. That is what MPM is great for. They are connected throughout the motorsports industry uh to to put especially young drivers, but any, any age really, but especially uh, young drivers in front of the right eyes, in front of the right sponsors to get their name out there and to advance them in the sport. So y'all head over to MPM Marketing and uh, get on board for sure. Yes, sir. Oh, anyway, um, we'll say Knoxville Nationals this past week. Um, or not Knoxville Nationals. Was it Knoxville Nationals? Whatever it is. Super late miles at Knoxville. Uh, Lucas. Um, Jonathan Davenport, pretty much. Uh, well, <laughs> like like the rest you of know, the year, he won Thursday night, finished like tenth Friday night. Well, Saturday rained out, so he comes back up Sunday, wins again. Uh, Bobby Pierce, Ricky Bobby Pierce is like, <laughs> uh, managed to bring yeah. home Friday night. Uh, pretty good racing. Uh, nothing too wild and crazy. Pretty good racing going on. Our buddy uh, Will Harrington taking home the, uh, I think it was the Magnolia 100 down there at the Mag. Uh, glad to see him back in victory lane. Um, really didn't talk enough about him last week, uh, about all he did at Eldor, because, man, he uh, he done good at Eldor. He, he was up front every race out there. Only missed making the main on Saturday night by just a couple positions. And, um, man, it was, it was, it was good to see him out there running up front. For sure. sure. Well, but anyway, what else we got this week? I don't know, man. Yeah. Like you said, everything's trying to starting to unfortunately wind down. Especially for y'all, man. I mean, it's starting to feel good outside, like you want to go to the racetrack on Friday, Saturday nights, and <laughs> it's starting to wind down. But it is. But yeah. we will be at Dillon Motor Speedway this Saturday night, um, out there racing. Gonna feel good out there. I think high of eighty-one Saturday there. So, woo, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be perfect. Uh, low in the fifties. It's gonna be wonderful. Um, so yeah, we'll be heading over to Dillon Motor Speedway. Uh, see if I can uh, <laughs> make up for the last time I was at Dillon. Um, you know, when I was leading and brakes went out. Um, yeah, I'm so glad that don't happen this time. Well, I, I just hope I can make up for that. I want to get in the lead and nothing go out. Just keep it. Be up front. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to do. Exactly. Uh, so that's all good. Um, but yeah, so we'll be headed over there. Um, I don't know what else is going on this week. Uh, is Martinsville this weekend? Is that this weekend coming up? I yeah, that's this weekend. That's what this weekend. The Valley Star 300 this weekend at Martinsville. Um, 
our friend that y'all heard on here, we had a lot or had a video from North Wilkesboro. Uh, Ross Boo Boo Dalton be up there running. Uh, you might see a little star on the on the back with Chicken Bone Alley on it. Even who knows? <laughs> Sweet, he did some fundraising. We might have we might have stuck some in there for him. So y'all head up there. That'd be a good race to watch for sure. Um, but anyway, head over to your local track and um and and support all these classes out there. I want to also thank our friends at High Octane Racing Apparel. Um, y'all heard of Leah on here a few weeks ago. Man, some good looking stuff for sure. Uh, go get your hands on some. Check out our Facebook or either High Octane Racing Apparel's Facebook page. Check them out. Check out all the designs they have. Some good stuff for sure. You would definitely want to uh, want to get on there. Uh, get get you some of that to get on. Um, because for and and this is racing apparel. For the guys and for the girls, um, it is female owned, so you know they yep. know what they know what the ladies want to wear. Yeah, good looking stuff, for sure. So y'all head over to High Octane Racing Apparel, get you some, get you some fresh threads there, as they say. <laughs> That's right. But anyway, guys, all right. Well, we sure appreciate everybody coming to hang out with us this week. But as always, we. SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, RK Motorsports Consulting, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, Pro Fab Headers and Exhausts. Also, guys, get on Checker. They are the race hub, social media for nothing but racing. So y'all, y'all head over there and uh and and jump on the app. Get the app checkered. You will not regret it. Check us out on there. Check us out on everything. Um, you'll see us on there. Also, Ford Bite. Uh, Check out Cole Train Vanderheiden. His rookie year, his 305s, and man, doing good, doing good. Done put a few wins, uh, doing great in the rookie points. Um, man, can't ask for a better rookie year than he's having. So uh, y'all head over to Forward Bike. Get you some uh, cool shirts, cool T-shirts, cool apparel over there too. Koozies, I don't care what you want. Forward Bike, every racer wants it. So uh, y'all head and get you some. But uh but anyway, guys, come on out. Like I said, we'll be at Dillon Motor Speedway. Y'all come over there and hang out with us. We'll be there uh, or whatever other local track. Just go to one. Support them. They all need it. That's right. Yep. Somebody's racing. Go out and check them out. But anyway, guys, we sure appreciate it, and we will check y'all out next week. Later. Later.